city limits of los angeles that's true we're in echo park that's very true uh yeah Yeah. (laughs) in an older building in a very old building that i manage i don't know if i like talking about what i do for work well don't talk we no, it's boring we don't need to talk about i don't talk about what i do for work i you know what i never do and i i also but i wish i did because I'm trying to write a pilot about it, and I was like, "It would oh, be you're great. trying to write a pilot about your job." Yeah, and I'm like, I, "It would be great if I had some like bits from the act that I could just like fucking no, there, you know, I, see, there's extrapolate on." Well, I I I work, I, and I will say this: I do work at a law firm. Yes. Okay. And wait, should I introduce you yet? No. Um, I just <laughs> if they clicked on it, they know your name is in the title. I feel fine about it. Okay, fine. You can introduce me when you want. So yeah, I work at a law firm, and my coworkers are incessantly asking me if I talk about them on stage, and I'm like, <laughs> no, no, you're very boring. But there are there is one bit I do have about a coworker, and it's I use his real name. <gasps> His name is Curtis. Bold ass move, dude. That's <laughs> I don't a like little, him. I mean, listen, he gets anything that's coming to him then. In that case, fuck him. Well, he's uh, he's like this older guy who's obsessed with food. And part oh. of the bit is how... Oh, I don't know if you've ever seen me do this, but it's this bit about how uh, cake in offices is the number one cause of stampede deaths in America. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it's what I it's so silly. I haven't done it in a while. I should bring it back. Yeah, you should. Because we have so much office cake. Oh, I bet. I bet. And like end of the year in like an office office, I bet your like gifts are like fucking every day you're going home with like, you know, caramel corn and fucking no, well, chocolate. Not, not as and... much as at this firm, because mm-hmm. I would describe it as stingy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> You know, especially since I received a, I received a bill from my dentist after a a routine cleaning (gasps) and I have to pay the difference that my insurance didn't cover. They didn't just cover like a cleaning? No. I am aghast. (laughs) I am aghast. I have to pay for like half the cost of the cleaning. Why are you going Dutch on your dental when you're fucking employer? Well, that's my question. Fuck. You know. I'm worried. Do they cover mental health stuff? Heather, <laughs> Heather, I w- I've left no, I jobs think, over that. No, no, no. I think they they do, but I've never. Okay, so this is personal preference for me, mm-hmm. but I personally do not like therapists that take insurance. Heather, that is so fancy. <laughs> That is like the fanciest shit I have ever heard. I thought you were going to be like, like a sensible person. Like I think, um, Anna Valenzuela was like, yeah, you know, get a therapist who isn't like, doesn't take your works insurance so that right. if you leave your job, 
you know, you have insurance coverage, well, which makes do, sense. But this is just like some extra. What the, what she does do is she can give me the bills and then I could submit them to my insurance and they go towards my deductible, I think. But oh. um, it's not like a copay type thing. What is she? My therapist? Yeah. What is her hourly? <laughs> can you tell me? It's a hundred. That's not bad. Well, yeah, but I haven't gone to see her recently, and it's due to the fact that uh, she cut back her hours because she's now the manager of the entire practice. So now she's not, like, patient-facing as much. But I need to email her today. (laughs) Yeah, tell her. Because I'm in a spiral right now. So am I. I mean, I don't know if there's something astrologically going on. Well, there's a new moon in Aquarius, right? Should, should we shut the windows? I mean, the city noise. It's like, I, nobody's going to hear that, actually. Okay, great. There was no city noise. There was like a, a rush of a truck <laughs> driving past or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's something going on. I've literally just been like in a, in a daze of like my own bullshit for like two weeks. And... I, my my therapist which like somebody was like that's not a sane way to start a sentence but like I don't care um mm-hmm. I'm insane and my therapist was like well Madison you had a hard couple weeks and you're just taking a break okay but now we're on like week two of that like when do right. I like stop taking a break from like the things you I mean, need taking to do a in break my life? from responsibilities or yeah just like all just all the shit that I need to do because I have so much going on see like what I see I kind of I feel like I kind of do the opposite where like I get in a depression spiral where I'm like oh I have to like go work harder because it'll mm-hmm. distract me no, I, I definitely have workaholism. Like I, oh I yeah, like, you know, I mm-hmm. always have like two jobs and stand up. Oh, I have. Like, I'm not them. trying to like one up you or anything. No, please, Heather, <laughs> but, I want you to. No, I have, I have like three jobs right now. Three jobs. Yeah, stand up. Yeah. Tried to keep this podcast going. Yeah, uh, getting ghosted by men. You know, uh, it's that's, like it's that part is balancing. Act. That's wild. But like, listen, <laughs> I'm proud of you for doing it. It is not easy. And do you produce this yourself? Yeah, of course. That's fucking awesome. I do the whole the whole thing. People actually message me about the audio. They're like, "What do you use?" And yeah, like, oh. it, it sounds really good. I listened to Joanne's episode, and I was like, "Okay." Yeah, Heather cooked the room with the audio. Yeah, levels. well, because you know, audio. I've had a beer. Audio, <laughs> audio quality on podcasts is super important because, like, one of my enemies, like his podcast, like it sounds awful. Like the ambient noise is, I can't even uh, hate listen to it. Uh, you know, I can't. It's pathetic. Yeah. So call me enemy. Um, I'm sure he's listening. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm like paranoid. I'm or, like, do you have any like paranoia tendencies? Like, do you get paranoid about anything? Oh, um, the stuff I get paranoid about is personal safety. You witnessed it when we were walking into my building, and oh, I assumed yeah, there that was white a man. man. He was a white man with glasses, and I was worried for <laughs> both of our safeties. And he was just on earbuds, but it sounded like. He said, do you need a friend? Oh, my. I did not hear Walking that. up the street I mean, towards that. me. And I was like, oh, my God. Let us hurry into this building. No, I get. Well, I live in a very questionable neighborhood, uh, which is still on. the. Well, actually, you know, I feel like in a few years it'll be unaffordable. Yeah, you, you should <laughs> never live move. In. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, sometimes when I get home late at night, there will be like questionable people like. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, when you're in a bad neighborhood and there's people, like, riding bikes, they're delivering drugs. Are they not? Yeah. Late at night? Yeah. Yeah. With no, like, gear. 
no like no. helmet or no like helmet, a light on no the fucking nothing. bike no. yeah it's just like <laughs> yeah bike, you know fucking basketball it's, shorts it's and slides right? it's drugs 100 okay. <laughs> percent. drugs in a sock yeah so there's usually like drug that, stuff that doesn't bother me the stuff that happens in this neighborhood is actually like peeping toms and oh sure people, like breaking in and raping women are you serious yeah like that happens probably oh, like once or twice a year there's some guy who's like i didn't know that. in the east sider for breaking into ladies apartments or whatever so like i and i yeah i you know just due to the fact of the nature of my work i'm like Ugh, i'm just aware of it oh yeah but my therapist calls that Hypervigilance. Oh, hypervigilance. No, <laughs> yeah, I, have I got that. some good old. I have hypervigilance. Hypervigilance. For sure. Yeah. You know, double, triple checking locks. But doesn't that become. I think mine is the result. Is it childhood related? I mean, it's it's probably childhood and like oh. trauma related. Okay, Definitely, yeah, probably. because I relate mine to feeling like I had no adult looking out for me when I was a child. Mm-hmm. So like now as an adult, I'm like hyper vigilant about all sorts of things. Yeah, I'm hyper vigilant about personal safety. I think, mm-hmm. except for when I'm not. Come <laughs> and murder me, I guess. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I don't know. I. I always think that, well, actually, well, I'll, t- I'll bring up the thing that happened. So yesterday I was in the public Los Angeles library. Thank you very much. Which one? You- Wait, like the, the one in downtown, like the fancy one with all the homeless it's, people it's- like, sleeping in it. Cause that one's really nice actually. But it is a really nice library. And sometimes I will go there and like get work done, but yeah. like, you know, you have to be like hyper vigilant in there. Cause they're like, quite honestly, and this you can't is wear just headphones because- in that library. Well, I made that mistake yesterday. Oh, <laughs> you know, I did make that mistake yesterday because like quite unfortunately, you know, I mean, you're, I mean, you've lived in LA for how long? I don't Almost know, 20 a, years. A long time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, here, like the homeless problem is like out of control because the city, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like there's no resources. They're not so, helping anybody. So the libraries here are basically homeless shelters during yeah. the day. And like, so is like every Starbucks because Starbucks yeah. can't kick people out either. Um, so like, there's all kinds of like stuff going on in there you know Mm -hmm. um but i was sitting there yesterday and and just like working on something yeah with my headphones on and this guy comes up behind me and like taps me on the shoulder and i like freak the fuck out and i'm like what the fuck are you doing you know it was like so terrifying i would have jumped out of my skin like i I basically did and he goes um sorry to bother you i'm like sorry to bother me <laughs> I mean, really, it's, you're, you're very much bothering me. i am bothered and then he just immediately segues into would you be interested in making some extra money <laughs> and i was like what and i was like listen you're only referring to one of two things and, and the two things are obviously one drugs and then two uh having sex for money which you know let's be honest most relationships do have some basis of exchange (laughs) but that is not sex work sex work is a different thing you know what i mean yeah but you know maybe some man took you that's so interesting like who who fucking recruits at the library no yeah and then he and then he goes well my name is prince and i was like oh this is about sex work (laughs) yeah yeah and and i was like prince I'm doing just fine. <laughs> That's what I told him because I am. Heather, like, I'm kind of disappointed in you. You're disappointed you could have had one job instead of three. 
god. No, but like all this stuff like went through my head. Like, oh my god. Like the, like his... the kind of sex work he was offering you was low pay. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Like it wasn't like the type of sex work mm-hmm. I would ever be interested in. It's not. In. You, okay. I wanted to, I wanted to be uh, a sex worker in college because I had seen Confessions yeah. of a Call Girl. Sure. Do you recall this show? I No, I, I don't <laughs> know the show, but I, I have thoughts on this, but go yeah, on. Yeah. And listen, I, I tried. I put up ads. It was unsuccessful. All my ads got taken down. <laughs> I got reported at every single where did, time. Wait, where did you put ads up? Well, this was in the UK. Oh, okay. So, I mean, and so fancy, no. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I was still trying to be a sex worker. You know what I mean? It's, it's less, I, I thought it was going to be like confessions of a call girl, but it wasn't. Right. And I could not make it happen. So I'm proud of you, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, I, I did know when I was in college, um, I had a friend, uh, George Robert. Oh, shout out. He listens. Um, oh, but he was telling me about Georgie a girl Porgy. he knew who was a dominatrix and she went to school with us. And I know, I don't know who she is to this day, but he, he like, she would make like so much, like hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars a year, like as a dominatrix. Yeah. And I was always like, oh, like I could do that, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. I never like seriously. Your heart has to be in it. Try to thing. do it. You know, to be a professional top, your heart has to be in it. Well, yeah. And, and, and plus like a lot of that, like, uh, dominatrix work, like you're not like fucking these guys. Like they no. want like the craziest things done to them, but not like sexual things. Yeah. Usually. And also like, I think that everyone naturally has a dominant side of them and, uh, as well as a submissive side. ex-boyfriend. What? Uh, <laughs> listen, everyone has a duality a in them. And I feel like, uh, you know, your, your top side has to be like, your heart has to be in it. And also like, how do you know that you can professionally do it? Because like, what if you're just into like control and like, yes, ma'am, no man stuff, but like, you can't like, shove your foot in someone's mouth you know what i mean like those are that's a huge jump you know what i mean right yeah um so it's like you have to really be made for for it i think yeah whoever that girl was she was made for it because she did uh really well i knew a professional sub who did pretty well a professional sub so they do they do the other thing yeah it was a, a very pretty blonde girl and she she made money hand over fist oh yeah that makes sense yeah it does <laughs> yeah i don't know but I, that's the thing about being a, a dom you have to be a sub first before you can like if you come up in like a dungeon system or whatever i oh, guess wasn't there a true it's life like, about this about like, oh i don't know this I'm, is just from my friend i don't know oh, okay yeah no because there was a girl who like worked at a dungeon and like she was like talking about all the different there's stuff. a lot of true life episodes that they're bringing they it back. Oh, they really? We should get How on it. How did it ever went away? Wait, Wait, what would our true life be, though? I mean... Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Overworked, undersexed, underpaid comedians <laughs> on the verge. Oh we're not on any list, but I'm we're on not, the verge no, of maybe being I, on a list. Listen, well, you know, I keep, like, <laughs> lists... As I was saying before, who mm-hmm. are they for, really? I mean, they're for you and me, I, honestly. Although no, they're for comics. Yeah, they're basically. for us. Yeah, you know. But like, I've been, I've been kind of. I don't know if you've seen any of my tweets or posts. Like, kind of like poking fun at lists. Yes. <laughs> 
Heather, I'm very active on your social media, as you you're are? aware. Yes, I always like like and oh, save your stuff. Oh, you're not as active as some others. Oh well, excuse me. No, I <laughs> no, that's no, that's like no shade. I'd say the most active people are like some of my fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on Twitter, I have like a lot of like weird like Twitter fans. Why well, I should say that my Twitter fans. <laughs> edit it out. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. I downloaded some bleeps. That Hell yeah, just, like, that's smart put in um yeah no but i have like you know real fans who will like like and comment and stuff and then on facebook for some reason like i just attract like the worst like men in comedy who love to comment on my joke posts do you have those problems i don't really honestly but have you seen this on my posts yeah i've seen this on everyone's (laughs) posts and i'm like how do you guys know these people like i don't really have that issue and if they do i just delete their comment i don't even engage i don't like there's people who i know who like will screen cap and actively be combative and all this and i'm like i'm not giving anybody that much fucking shine or care like i just I'm right. like whatever like except you know we do screen cap the important stuff yeah but that's for <laughs> that's for private consumption and receipts for later that is yeah. different versus like see i wonder you know. how many people are screen capping me because sometimes i'll get like i'll tweet something and it'll have like you know three likes and mm-hmm. then it'll have like 57 like detail expands <laughs> do you know what i mean Jeez, like yeah. it'll have like all of these like detail expands yeah 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 so i definitely know like i had one tweet that was like it was a subtweet of rbx <laughs> it was so funny it was um I call my ex's new girlfriend the chauffeur because uh, he rides a bike. Because <laughs> he has three DUIs or something. Yeah, because right? he has three DUIs Listen, and he rides a bike. It's funny. Yeah, I know. But then I got freaking harassed because of that by my ex, who we were we had each other blocked on social media, and he yet he's still like <laughs> was, was like looking at it or something. He had a burner and, account. Oh, absolutely. I, my ex does too. I he mean, lurks I, on all who my doesn't shit. have a burner? Who amongst us does not have burner I don't. Accounts? I just use whatever my comedy thing oh, is. I have time. two Podcast Twitter accounts, shows. but I do have an Instagram burner. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> good no, for you. Th- my, my therapist said I need to delete it. <laughs> but I, I told him I was no. thinking, I'm sad to hear that because I was literally sitting here thinking like, Maybe I should get a burner for Instagram. Well, so I can watch it's them good. For, well, okay. That's the main reason I have it because obviously somebody can see you watching their stories. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch it, but if you use a burner and watch the stories and then block their profile, their, the burner name won't even show up. I've tested this. Oh my God. This is scientifically true. Fuck. Yeah. So I'm Heather? watching your stories. people. Listen. <laughs> if I need to listen. Yeah. I'm impressed. Thanks. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I got, uh, my ex, like, sent me this, like, this long-ass email being like, um, one of the parts he said, which was so ridiculous, he was like, you know, uh, my girlfriend and her family view and save all of your tweets. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why are you even admitting this? Because, like, in the email, he's trying to say, like, he's like... You know, I've been over you. He was like, I've been over you since the day we broke up. <laughs> and this, e- and he sent me this email 13 months after we broke up. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's a lot. It's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. And, and, and he's like trying to say, and this was like a crazy part of the email where he was like, you're not, 
you're not funny on stage and i'm like you're not funny on stage. literally get and, booked yeah no. honey I, honey this is I, my I, thought anytime somebody wants to come to me with that i was like when your bookings oh look like God. mine sweetheart no, exactly. when your credits resemble mine then you can comment yeah. on whether or not i'm no, funny no. but until you are my fucking peer until we're eye to eye your opinion means jack yeah, fucking exactly. squat dude yeah and then he put i'm this, pissed about that no, that yeah, makes me so put, mad this crazy line in there he was like what do you want to be some some hacky uh diversity comic who only gets booked for her gender and i was like <laughs> trust me i do not get booked on those shows so <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about and then I, I wrote back and i was like i literally haven't seen you booked on a show since we've been dating so <laughs> you know um, it's like wild. so hilarious wild it's so uh, wild people are wild that's insane yeah a thought came but then it went oh uh, was it about lists no it was about like i you know what it is i i think that comics the way that like people try to weaponize the word fat to women oh oh my god comics try Don't to weaponize unfunny to other comics oh yeah no it is yeah it is like it nobody is. else calls us unfunny except for other <laughs> comics it's just like the list thing like that's an us thing 100 percent. no that's true and but it, it it's always like some of the least funny comics who are like talking about how unfunny somebody is usually yeah like even there even though there are like some comics who like i would say their comedy isn't for me it's mm-hmm. not really like yeah. you know something that i relate to or or identify with <laughs> um what when that window closed just, i had just wind. <laughs> i had just thought oh wow what? i want i maybe i should close the window and then the window shut oh so you manifested that no bitch i'm haunted oh. <laughs> my acupuncture <laughs> i'm surrounded by the energies of many spirits are you serious yes. wait who is this acupuncturist oh You're wait i have to tell me oh um so i'll tell you go. i'll tell you off air okay. but she's great i love her she's a close family friend and She's the best. Yeah, I need to do She's something. She's the one who does all my cupping and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I've had a oh, tall about boy. The unfunny. Unfunny. Yes. Yeah, no, because there are comics who, like, I definitely, like, me personally, it's not my taste of comedy, yeah. but I could see how they are funny. Yes, and how 100%. And how people like them. Cause, and I feel that about my style, too. It's not for everybody. It would be weird if you were for fucking everybody. No, it's impossible. You can't Like, be. only a fucking psycho would be like, I'm going to be the funniest comedian to everybody and everybody's going to love me. That's like... a total recipe for disaster like to think that you're gonna like satisfy every group or whatever and then for people who are like consumers of comedy to think that a comic is supposed to be funny to everybody that's like those men who you know they go on twitter and they're like women aren't funny you know and it's and it's just like shut up Again, like you don't I'm know just what you're like, talking about you literally are a speck of dust <laughs> you know what i mean you're not like any but also tbh i just see that sort of behavior i'm never on the receiving end of it god help me if i ever am oh i might have a getting, very getting one of those like tweets yeah like, what if you had like i think about this all the time like if i get a viral tweet please then, god let me get a viral tweet this year that's all i want <laughs> so my friend Danielle Perez, our friend. Oh you know, yeah, we're friends. Long, long time friend, long time friend of mine, mm-hmm. long time friend of me of yours. <laughs> no, we're actually, we're actually pretty close. But listen, listen. Yeah, your, your <laughs> online interactions say otherwise. It's a, it's a bit. It's a bit. Listen. Uh, no, I know. Um, <laughs> she tells me. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but 
she had a tweet which i thought was so fucking funny which is like once we like stop white supremacy it's over for you hoes and like because she's verified right like she didn't see all of the responses but some fucking uh racist white white right Mm -hmm. (sighs) one beer (laughs) right wing like online thing or whatever picked it up and literally she had thousands of like the most hateful things and she had no idea i had to tell her about it but i was like are you reading this and uh, she's like well i can't see it and i was like well get off of that go to our thigh gap but but there's so many and like the internet is just like like every time like you know when you go on like instagram and you're on like a celebrity's profile and you like you look on the comments there's always like so many like hateful fucking comments but it's like it's people who hate themselves you know it's like total projection and i just can't even imagine like having the time to like do something like that i mean it's bad enough i talk about people let alone (laughs) to like put it in writing and print for everyone to see it's crazy it's just like crazy talk and then i think facebook is the worst though because it's like you're posting under your real name like there's like so little anonymity on there your page is real though sure yeah but uh, like some of the things i see people writing on there i'm like do you know like this is on the internet like nobody cares like i feel like Mm -hmm. the like how long have you been on social media like how many years like when did you get since friendster oh since friendster okay Mm -hmm. well i got on there on myspace Mm -hmm. and i I just like i actually got fired from a, a blog i posted on myspace heather what was the blog about well i was working at this tourist trap uh called seven falls in colorado (laughs) and it was like it's like a waterfall attraction and you would think it's seven waterfalls no but it's one waterfall in seven parts and (laughs) it was so stupid it was so stupid but my uh i had a supervisor i won't say her name but uh no say it she's a fucking cunt she fired you Amanda. I think that was her name. I think it was Amanda. Listen, Amanda. either know her name or don't. Well, but, but she, don't be she was so it. like rude and awful and like she would just say things like well, after everything she said, she had like, oh, fuck, what was it? I think she said, um, a lot or it was something. Oh, so she was one of those people who'd said so after everything she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things like she tried to get me in trouble for was, so we had this like opening checklist like to get things done in the morning and so i did the opening checklist it took me like two hours and she was like heather um you know usually it takes me five hours to complete (laughs) the opening checklist so and i was just like five so then it's not an opening checklist it's like an all-day checklist yeah you know i she was just like so ridiculous and said ridiculous things so and then I found out that, so they had some Native American dancers, like, <laughs> my eyes widened so much. And I found out that they Biggest don't, authors. they didn't pay them, <gasps> but like, they only got paid in like tips from tourists and the tourists were like shitty as fuck. And so like, I basically like wrote that, <laughs> I wrote about it in a blog cause you know, I'm an Aquarius, like yeah. definitely a social warrior, you know, yeah, for yeah. the people. And, <laughs> and then I like put a little line in there about like. I don't know, like, how I have a supervisor who's, like, so uptight <laughs> that, like, she probably shits diamonds or something. <laughs> and then this girl who, another girl who was a supervisor, her name was Debbie. Now, Debbie decided to print out my blog and turn it into the management there. And I got fired. Wow. Yeah. 
I I don't add anybody I work with oh, on social media. Well, see, okay, that's another or thing. tenants. I, can, I I after I'm there, they can add me like when I'm leaving a building or something. Sure, but I don't. If I'm your active property manager, you don't need to know. I was at a show that started at midnight. <laughs> One last of my night. bosses <laughs> follows me on Instagram. I'm like, <sighs> no. I can't. It's a whole thing. I, I, don't, I don't even know what's happening. No, for the most part, I'm totally like, you know, like this is the work side of me and this is like the normal side of me and that's it, you know? Yeah. Cause I honestly, like, I hate going to work and like, you know, having to be social with people all, all the time. Like I hate that. Yeah. I think it's so boring. Work is boring. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well also, I mean, we are social so much outside of work. That's true. Comedy. But, and then it makes you like fascinating to people you work with, you know, they're mm-hmm. constantly like, when, when's your next show? What are you I'm doing? Like, Bitch, you will never go. If you were really interested, I post them publicly. Yeah, exactly. They're available for you. No, I hate that. I hate that so much. I don't even know why we're doing this, you know, comedy. Uh, <laughs> do you ever think about that? <laughs> I thought about it today. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about it today too. I was like, am I gonna? And I was like, well, it's too late now. <laughs> it it kind of is too late. It's too late. Like I I'm like we're both about five years. Yeah, five years. Yeah, in May. So yeah, there's there's no turning back for me at this point. Half a decade. That's crazy. Do you know how many? <laughs> do you do you know how much I've lost? Like I can't get those back. Like, what do you I, mean? Uh, I gave up an apartment, which obviously like I'm fine now, but like I gave up an apartment. I quit a very lucrative day job. I Mm -hmm. like lost teeth, (laughs) gained weight. (laughs) I've gained weight too. Haven't had, you know, good interpersonal relationships, lost, you know, Mm. touch with family and friends. I've like sacrificed a lot personally. I've lost skin in the game for this. Don't you really feel like... And I feel like this is the like this is the one thing that makes me want to quit mm-hmm. is that I feel like now I'm so far in it that I'm completely unable to find a successful romantic relationship. Like it's so mm-hmm. fucking hard because a lot of men are like, you do what now? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. they, like they either don't get it or it bothers them in some way, you know. I, you know, I believe in like making them see you do stand up as soon as possible. So. You do? Yeah. Get it out of the way because if you're not on board, don't waste my fucking time. I can't waste my time. I can't get involved. I can't start to like somebody or whatever. It's such a huge, all encompassing part of my life. Like, why would I mm-hmm. want to hide that? You know what I mean? It's what I do. That's yeah. true. I heard kind of the opposite theory from uh, Whitney Cummings. She said that. She said that, uh, she's like, yeah, stand-up is for strangers and it's not for somebody whose genitals you want to see. And I'm like, oh, well, I, like, I'm kind of, like, torn on that. Yeah. I don't know. It's fine. Um, yeah, no, I just feel like I, like, I'll get guys who are, like, they, they'll ask, like, too many questions about it or ask, like, stupid questions about it. Because, you know, like, when you're not in comedy, like, you don't really get it. Like, when mm-hmm. you're in it, like, so many things change. But, um... Yeah, I, well, I told you this earlier. I think I'm being ghosted. <laughs> Which but I, I the, find incredible. The, why? Why is that incredible that well, this still happens? Y- yeah, and you should be ghosting him. I've, I've, I've ghosted one guy once. I, I'm a fan of like. 
I don't really like that. I don't, I don't really do that. I do. I just don't care. I'm like, don't waste my, t-. again, it's like, I'm such a workaholic. My time is very valuable. It's like, I well, can't. no, yeah, I think my time is valuable too. Yeah. And that's why I think it's like just so ridiculous to, to do something like that in the year of our Lord 2019 to like ghost me. Like, yeah. are you like me, mm-hmm. this person, mm-hmm. especially cause it, it's somebody. So we dated like five years ago and then he contacted me. We hadn't talked in three years and he contacted me a couple months ago. Isn't that crazy to begin with? It never works out. <laughs> Anytime that happens, it never works out. No, it Who doesn't. are we kidding? Or, I don't, like, I don't know. Who are we fucking fooling? It never works out when that happens. Yeah, but you know how, like, well, curiosity We're old, bitch. and so we're like, oh, well, you know, there are those stories of, like, old people who get back together. But the truth is, is it doesn't work out for young folks. It just doesn't. So you, are we young or are we old? Heather, <laughs> we're on the cusp. I think I, I feel like we're young, but also older. We're on the older side of young. Uh, oh my we're on god. the tail end of young. My god. Uh, yeah. I had an ex tell me that young people described people 18 to 35. And I was 22 at the time. And he was almost 35. And I was like, listen, stop. You're not a young person. I'm a young person. You aren't. But now as I'm getting closer to 35, I'm like, oh, maybe it is a young person, 18 to 35. Yeah. <laughs> I am in that bracket. Well, no, I used to think like when I was much younger, I'd be like 30. Somebody's 30. Like what? I, imagine <laughs> when someone was like, oh, I'm dating a 30 year old. You were, like you look at them sideways. Like what is wrong with you? Right. Exactly. Who's and this now, old person. And now that I am 22, I, I have to say <laughs> now like, that you are 22. I'm 32. <laughs> I, saw, I thought I said 32. You definitely said 22. That was a Freudian slip. Okay? I love it. I love it. Now that I'm 32. Yeah. I See, I oh, feel we like are I'm all the in, same ages. I didn't realize But I this. feel like I'm in like a second adolescence though right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm definitely not where a lot of people my age are. And I think part of it is living in Los Angeles. Uh, 100%. We you would know. have children if we lived somewhere else. Oh, definitely. Like, children I'm one of the only people. Or ex-husband. Yeah, I've, like, so many people from my high school, like, have kids or are married or, like, they're on their second marriage. Mm-hmm. It's so, or they're dead. Um, <laughs> that happens. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I, I just don't really, I don't know. Like, I feel, like, stuck in a lot of ways. And I'm like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any of this, but, um... And then another part of me is like, well, I'm here. I have to like, you know, keep going on this. But then another part of me like wants to be like a mom mm. with kids. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely feel um, I want to be a mom. I definitely feel like I want to. Right now I'm feeling in a weird way. And I just think mm-hmm. it's definitely the rain. It's not helping me. Oh, it's been raining. For context, it's been raining the last three days here and in LA, which is a lot. That's a lot for us. We're not used to it. Um, no, I, I feel like I definitely am. I'm not ready to be a mom, but I'd like to be a mom. You sure. know what I mean? And I need this to happen before the other stuff happens right and i can be a mom in many ways like i don't need to biologically have children i can adopt or whatever but i I want to raise children however my my ultimate goal is to be um uh you know a headliner with a tv show with my name in the title and yeah a baby daddy at home who is just my 
house husband raising my children for me while I go yeah. do weekends and fucking am on set all day, you know? Yeah, I yeah, me too. I so I mean that's what I'm that's like what I'm calling for myself, but I also understand. I think because like I've just been doing arts related stuff as like a ultimate career since I, you know, like having a day job and then also like pursuing art mm-hmm. artistic stuff outside of it since I was very young. And so I just know that that shit ebbs and flows. And if I can just stay on top of this wave <laughs> that's dipping down right now, I'll be fine. Yeah, we're definitely in a... Uh... But it happens at five years. It happened what? at two years, too. There's a lot of people who, like, quit. Oh, you think so? Yeah. There's, like, people who quit, who don't you know, do it I've anymore. You know, I've been thinking about those lately and talking about it with other comics. I'm, like, trying to think, like, has anyone quit? Because it seems like there's still so many comics, you know? But there are some where I'm like, oh, I definitely... I'm going to write it down. Okay, I, fine. Write one down. And I'm going to write one down because I, I don't... Um, it, it's someone I know. Or new. Yeah. And then this <laughs> dude. Oh, oh my God. Uh, oh, well, we, yeah, of course. Th- but- <laughs> these people used to have um, a show. Yeah. And it was a group of them. I'm forgetting the name of. The- oh, at the. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. 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 It was. I yeah, don't want to say. What yeah. It's I don't want to say. <laughs> it but like almost all of those folks, except really? for like two. Yeah. Oh, no. But. The, oh, I, this one I saw with the glasses. Guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is good content here. Uh, no, he's still the move out of fucking no, this Jackie guy, and look Lori at this right name. here. This guy still does comedy. Does he? Yeah. I saw him twice last week. I but it's understand. the beginning of the year. Oh, right. yeah, of course is you fucking saw him twice last week. Okay. Overall, in the last couple of years, when I, the last time I saw that person. One of the other ones bartends down the street. Yes. You, know, know. you knew that, yes, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I mean, there's like other people too, but like it happens around two years and then five and then seven and ten. Oh, but like a lot of people who like did quit, like should quit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what wow. I mean? What? Yeah, I guess. Like here, let me write down a name yeah, and like because this person this quit. This is straight. I mean, this person quit, and I was like, oh, good. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just like, you know, that's good for you. Yeah, I think that was the right choice for is that, that person. <laughs> this isn't for everyone, folks. It's hard. It's fucking hard, and it's devastating. And it's hard, and de- it's- you need to be made like cut of a certain cloth to do this. You have you know? to be so steely, and you, ha- like- you have to be so resilient. Because mm-hmm. I, I grit. have, the- yeah, yes, that's have the word I was looking for. Yeah, they talked about this years ago on Oprah. I think about like there the was a book about it. Grit. The grit, yeah, yeah, the- yeah. It's and in my whatever pew, that is, so whatever that is, I have that inside of me, mm-hmm. and it's definitely related to childhood trauma which all comics have in common (laughs) well good comics all good comics have childhood trauma let me clarify that you know because i feel like like some bad comics like they don't really grasp like suffering you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you need to have like a grasp on like you know suffering and like basically the whole spectrum of feelings like yeah happiness devastation like grieving like all this stuff i mean i basically have a don't full range i don't want to hear from somebody who hasn't at least at minimum been fired from a job had their heart broken had a boyfriend die of a drug overdose well, well that's me <laughs> or had like a had like somebody close to them die like there's like certain things where i'm like 
those are like very human experiences that are dark that I think that a lot of people need to have gone through right. in order to kind of find out what the fuck they're made right. of. Right. And I feel you know like I mean? I've, I've gone through things that would break a lot of people. Yeah. You know, just like straight up break them. But whatever it is, like I just have this, like it's an inexplicable quality where mm-hmm. like you just like you're resilient and you just come back I mean, up mind every, you, time, we're every, here time, saying, every time. Every time. You're saying like, Oh, we're having a hard go. Again, it's just riding the wave, but we're yeah, having exactly. a hard go right now. But the truth is, is we'll that, both bounce back. Yeah, we have a deadline at the end of the week. Like, right. we have, like, fucking, we're doing this podcast right now. I have shows tomorrow night. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm still going to show up and show out. And that is Banana Town. That is Crazy Pants. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it, though? It kind, of, it kind of is. But also, like, thank God for comedy. Like, it's the, I, I'm talking shit. You know what I mean? And, like, it's been really rough. Yeah. But, also, like, I don't know who or what I would be doing without it. I was so lost in so many ways sure. before I had comedy. And then I had fucking comedy and it's just been like, yeah, hyper-focused on the thing. Right. And it's been very rewarding and fruitful yeah, in ways it, I didn't know was going to happen. True. And I, I not even I, like career stuff, like personally, emotionally, yeah. it's been hard. It's been so fucking hard. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. And I, no, I feel the same. And I feel like it's made me just like just such so much more sure of myself and more mm-hmm. confident and like i feel oh, 100%. like 100 because when i f- was first starting stand up like i was oh my god like i was just like really going through it like i had just had a boyfriend die mm-hmm. in colorado and i like basically just like packed up all my shit and like came to la oh i didn't know that yeah and then i <laughs> so i didn't I, know it had happened so yeah it, like recent to you starting yeah well he died in july 2013 and i started stand up like technically like late 2013 but i all my start date i would say is like january 2014 look like, that's but, everyone you have to go with the earliest one <laughs> well I think, that the earliest everyone, one i guess would be like around november 2013 yeah because listen we all have that where it's like well most comics have that where it's like you get on stage the first couple of times sure and then you find out about bombing and whatever and you find or like a, you have like a gap in time yeah and then you're like uh i mean like i started stand up in may and then i'm forgetting the year i guess it was 2013 may and then or 2014 yeah yeah uh may of 2014 and then didn't really start heavily like miking and getting up it took me like three or four months to figure right. out like oh this is what you do right you yeah and I mean? you, you kind of have to just like go in it to like figure it out you mm-hmm. know um but yeah so i moved here in august 2013 and then i was like i was immediate i was like was taking classes at the ucb yeah and i was like oh i don't know if i like this like i did that really happen to well me, but with my... io oh yeah i would like go to the shows i'm like yeah i'm doing this thing and then i was like oh these guys suck i'm so much yeah because yeah, it was kind of like because i because we both have a theater background because yeah. i did theater in high school mm-hmm. and then like for a long time i like didn't do anything you know and i was kind of depressed lost because you needed to get on stage oh yeah exactly that's exactly what it was Here's the thing i i thought i always wanted to be a theater like i always did theater and i right. thought i was gonna be a lifelong theater me artist. too yeah but what i when i look back at like what i wanted i just wanted to get on stage every night and you can't get on stage every night in the theater right. yeah unless you're in a broadway show or touring show but even those are finite so what is the thing that i can do where i can get on stage every night if i want to right 
and Stand I up. and I also knew I also always considered myself to be a writer. Like I was always like, you know, write like I had a blog, like I was writing, you know, short stories, poet like I wrote a poetry book um when I was in Colorado. Um just like, you know, dabbling in all that sort of stuff. So I was like, well, what is the best thing for me? And like mm-hmm. this combines those very two things. Yeah. You know, the writing and like being on stage. And I, it's you. It's like just you up there. You I know? just wrote like hello plays and poems and mm-hmm. I wrote I I used to be in a psychobilly band for a short oh, really? time. Yes. Um but yeah, I it it literally combines all the things that I do. And I, the thing that I love about classical theater is like, if you're like the titular character, like you're going to be on fucking stage for like an hour and a half talking by yourself. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah. You know what you do? That's similar. Stand up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. But, um, what was I saying about when I first started? So Mm -hmm. I was, I, I was also like involved with this like abusive guy was horrible um so i was like kind of just like not myself in that and i feel like also you were freshly breathed like you're grieving oh yeah well see he was like he turned out to be like a total like psycho narcissist so i feel like he got me like when i was like really weak you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but the thing that like essentially saved me from it was like diving like deep into Mm stand-up you know and it kind of like just gave me this whole new like life yeah and, and friends yes yes because you know it and I, it is hard to make friends in los angeles you know especially if you're coming from another place and you kind of have to like dig deep to like find friends mm-hmm. and i feel like you know it did take a little bit to like figure out like you know oh, who am i going to be friends with out here yeah. but now like i feel like i have great friends you know mm-hmm. so that really helps um yeah yeah it also takes time to find your comedy friends like the people who That's are true actually your friends in comedy the people oh, yeah. who will root for you but the people who will also be like you're tripping yeah you know what i mean like let me just check you really quick <laughs> yeah exactly you know, it's hard and those people yeah. who will show up and like hold your hand through the real life stuff but like be applauding for you like when you're on stage and also giving you tags and being like yeah that wasn't your best you know what i mean right like stand-up i think has given me some really not that this i didn't have good true friends before but like i've just gotten so many really beautiful friendships out of stand-up that i didn't yeah. even know i could possibly have yeah and in especially like when you're in your like late 20s early 30s like it's like it's it's hard to think about like how i, I have to make friends you know and, yeah. but like they made it like so much more simple i guess mm-hmm. i don't know yeah so i i love and i hate what we do but <laughs> yeah it's like truly a roller coaster yeah um what else do I want to talk about? Um, mm-hmm. what I, you know, what was that like a ghosty thing? I, th- that I think it kind of was, or oh. I like, man, I like moved it with my mind. Oh, I'm do not you kidding. Do that you? often? Do you move things with your mind? Well, apparently when I was a kid, I used to, <laughs> really? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Did you watch the secret world of, um, Alex Mack a lot? I did, but oh. my, like, these are stories that my mom would tell. Like, oh. there was, like, an instance where, like, my dad, who, like, I didn't really see that frequently, mm-hmm. came over to our house and, like, we were, like, super fun. Like, this is a thing, too. I think also I should note that, like, I think part of the reason why I'm having, like, a hard time right now is because I'm dredging up all of this, like, childhood trauma and sure. stuff that I went through. And I was like, Oh, I was housing insecure as a child. I was Mm -hmm. food insecure as a child. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I was very, very poor. And Mm -hmm. so my dad, 
which affects me still to this day, which is now something that I'm like, I'm going to go through and fucking deal with and look right. at now. But my, so my dad came over to the house and he like literally like turned the corner, like just to go from one room to the other. And there was a bookshelf that was literally like, I mean, I can't describe it here, but there were yeah. like, you see where these cabinets are. Sure. Imagine like a bookshelf. Somebody walks around the corner and right mm-hmm. as he barely like stepped away from it, it slammed the entire bookshelf. The entire bookshelf? The entire bookshelf came down. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't understand it as a kid. But my mom, like, later was like, yeah, I think maybe you did that. I don't know. But literally, like, there was, I was, like, sitting on the couch. You know what I mean? There was no reason for that to happen. And it just fucking, the whole bookshelf, it barely messed him. Like, an entire, like, six or eight shelf bookcase. Damn. Yeah. So, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, I don't know. But then also I've had like a uh, and tall boy. <laughs> just so maybe, one? Yeah, just the one. Oh. I drank it out of this mason jar. I think I'm going on an alcohol break for a little bit. Oh. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> I know. Like, it's hard. That's know? a very stand-up thing, too. Well, but I, well, we take also- breaks from alcohol more than anybody else. <laughs> Well, but see, well, I'm going to brunch with Danielle on Sunday. Oh so yeah, honey, like, you gotta prepare your break liver. Is only, you gotta prepare your liver. My break is only six days. Yeah, girl, <laughs> you're not gonna go to brunch with Danielle and not fucking have a drink, girl. No, because I was thinking about this. I was like, oh my god, like, you know, just like with the the whole like thinking I'm getting ghosted. And can I be honest? Like, I mm-hmm. see this is one of the things that I'm like totally insecure about is just like. I feel like I've been abandoned so much by Mm -hmm. men Mm -hmm. starting with my father Mm -hmm. (laughs) that I, I fear it. Mm -hmm. And then I somehow manifest Manifest it. it. Yes. I went through a huge phase of that when I wasn't trying to throw bookshelves or whatever at men, um, you know, closing windows and stuff. I, I I experienced that as well. Like I, it happened in my teens and my early twenties where I would just, I was afraid, like I have trauma around being like stood up by my dad, Mm -hmm. like literally waiting on the porch for him all day and him never showing up. Right. So what happened in my teens and twenties, just a lot of men being like, yeah, we're going to go out Friday night. We're going to do this, that and the other, make plans with me and then not show up. Right. Yeah. 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 Fuck. Yeah. I think it's part of, I think it's like part of the learning. Like you have to like go through that sometimes when you're trying to get recovered from very bad things that happen to your life. Yeah. You know? No. And it, it's, it's just a lot of work, like working on trauma. Like the work mm-hmm. is like never ending. Oh, it's never, it's ending. never ending. Cause my, Ongoing. my attraction is to like basically like unavailable men. And mm-hmm. the fact that I'm aware of it is like huge anyway. Yeah. And then also I'm aware that I'm extremely attracted to alcoholic men because mm-hmm. my dad was an alcoholic and like, mm-hmm. there's just like something about it where no, they're cool as fuck. They're the fun people in the room usually when they're before they get like too shit-faced they're interesting they're funny they're yeah alcoholics are very alluring people charming yeah Uh uh-huh of course yeah and also i feel like there's just like something like chemical about it to me like like there will be like if there's a guy let's say there's a room with like 10 guys and there's let's say there's no alcohol in it nobody's drunk nothing right I can like probably like scan the room and like whatever guy I'm most attracted to will probably have a drinking problem. Have you been to Alan on before? <laughs> I, I, I need to go. I say this as somebody who's like go. my life was changed by Alan on. It was? Yeah, like for the for the best, I think. Um I learned Did you to- ever have a issue with with what I'm talking about or 100%. Oh, okay. I'm the adult child of alcoholics, 100%. Okay. Um 
my stepdad drank and you know uh that there was other drinking adults in my life as mm-hmm. a young person and i took those sort of negative experiences into my everyday life right. <laughs> and dated a lot of alcoholic men a yeah. lot but i had to in going to Alan and i was able to heal some of it you know what i mean i think it's that kind of behavior still there but now i like i i don't have the problem of only picking the drunk right but i did in my early 20s oh my god i would be like oh are you yeah are you gonna like call me your girlfriend and tell me that you love me because you're drunk right now and then forget about it tomorrow perfect let's do this you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh but i i think i had to process that and and sometimes too i think that we maybe subconsciously choose people who reflect those things that we need to heal in ourselves. Right. So you were not, and you're, it's not a bad thing that you're choosing alcoholic men. It just is that, you know, maybe you have some healing in that area that you need to look at. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And your, your fucking life force, your body, your fucking spirit keeps your spirit guides. Keep pulling, keep pulling you there. No. Yeah, exactly. I was talking to somebody about it yesterday and 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 i told her i was straight up because she's um she's sober and like she wants to take me to like some type of she think, also thinks i want i need to go to al-anon but she also wants to take me to like a slaw, slaw meeting yeah to see what i think because yeah. like i've had like some interesting patterns but um she told i told her i was like yeah i'm just like straight up sexually attracted to alcoholic she's like wow that's like so brave that you admit that i'm like is it <laughs> oh and alan like, they talk about it all the time yeah <laughs> like but, it's something that like is definitely discussed right it's just something i need to work on and extricate from my life if i can yeah so, i mean i found it supplementary to therapy that's why i liked it yeah, I need I need to be doing all of the things. Uh, listen, because of my depression spiral listen. that I'm in right now, I understand. Yeah, I think it'll be fine though. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna find your way. Guess what? You're gonna get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you'll figure out whatever the fuck you need to do well, on that front. Yeah, that's true. And plus, I you know I've been in, like, how long have you been going to therapy? I've been in therapy on and off for like 18 years. Um, and I know people who like have never gone, and I'm just like, what the. Fuck? like that's like it makes me so uncomfortable like i can't date people who've never been to therapy if i find out that someone hasn't been to therapy or like isn't interested in going or oh yeah like isn't like up for it i'm like oh i don't know if this is gonna like yeah yeah well because like both of my parents were like totally like adverse to it Mm -hmm. even though like they obviously need it like my mom like She's like clinically depressed. Like she's been depressed like my whole life. Mm. I, it's better now that my dad's gone. <laughs> mm. I think he was really contributing to her depression because he was like a total narcissist. Mm. Um, but like she, she's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to therapy. So it's like just me and I think like one of my cousins has gone, and that's like pretty much it. Yeah, I, I don't know the therapy history of my family, but um, my mom's been in therapy. I, I've been in therapy like as a like a child as a young person um as a teen uh on and off in my 20s i had a really good one in my late 20s like right before i started comedy mm-hmm. um and then i quit that job to focus on comedy and <laughs> yeah. lost that therapist uh yeah. you know what i mean and uh you know now so i have a good one now for the first and last year i had one but yeah do you read any uh self-help books or oh yeah yeah i like lo- i love a non-fiction 
Oh, yeah. Right now, what am I reading? Thank you for asking the food oh, therapist. What is that? It's about fucked up relationships with food. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Told yeah. from the perspective of a nutritionist. Oh, um, I'm reading. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm reading. Do you ever listen to uh, or read this? There's, there's this blog, this blog called uh, Baggage Reclaim. Mm-mm. And it's this British woman named Natalie Liu. And there's this book called uh, Mr. Unavailable and the Fallback Girl. And it's basically uh. talking about like why we're attracted to unavailable men right. and like why it keeps happening. Cause this is like the story of my fucking life. Yeah. And I'm like pretty much done. Like I'm like, I I'm like so aware of it, mm-hmm. but I just need to like get rid of it that it's like, yeah. so that's my struggle right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. That. I've but just I, been dealing with untreated eating disorder stuff. So that's oh, like, driving no, me I, well, I, can... I definitely would say that I had eating disorder issues when I was a teenager. Like I used to like eat like, one apple and then (laughs) yeah and then like just eat dinner and that would be it and i told my mom recently that you know i i I was like mom you know i had an eating disorder when i was a teenager and she was like no you didn't like she started like (laughs) fucking gaslighting me about my own eating disorder i don't know but like baby boomers are funny like they like they just they're just like in denial of like (laughs) everything i feel like uh 100% and also like she was it sounds like she was married to somebody for a long time who was narcissistic alcoholic so she was told that her feelings weren't valid so what did she turn she, around to do oh so she projects that yeah damn madison girl that is good I i'm telling you girl i'm going to know bitch yeah i need to go to that um so you you know there's a new moon right now okay in aquarius so i'm gotcha. going to read a thing about the new moon and, oh, and tell me what you might think. fucking because i think clarity. this could explain some of the, the things moodiness. that are happening yeah uh okay on february 4th and 5th there will be an awakening and liberating new moon in aquarius this cosmic energy is creating a sharp energetic shift that will majorly affect anyone who has felt stuck in the quote should i try harder or should i walk away limbo This may be connected to either love, friendship, family, career, or general circumstance and will move anything or anyone not meant for us out of our way and move whatever is faded closer. Hmm. (sighs) As the new moon draws nearer, it is a time to focus on balancing everything we are putting our energy into. Are we giving or taking far too much? Are we pushing or being pulled too hard? Are we leaning in and leaning out harmoniously? Or are we trying to force something or someone that just doesn't want to budge? As we move through this new moon phase, be prepared for sudden but positive change related to anything out of alignment. Hmm. Something's happening, right? Yeah. I I would feel that. (laughs) I mean, I can't quit. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I feel like that's true in other parts of my life for sure. Yeah. But I also just know that, like, I'm in the process of, you know dealing with some very emotional heavy lifting stuff and i forgive myself for this you know what i mean right yeah totally understandable um i wanted to talk about you know you had me get all these current events together (laughs) and i fucking hate podcasts with homework by the way i I wasn't really homework i was just like just write down a couple things you might want to talk about okay do you want to talk about those or no? I mean, I feel like we had such a beautiful, tell, lovely just, conversation. Just tell Why me, sell it just, with current just, events? Just, <laughs> just name one of the things that you wrote down. 
Um, and I'll let you know if I have a thought on it. <laughs> Cardi B versus Tommy Lauren. Are they beefing? Again. What? Yeah. This what do you week. mean again? Well, she, Tommy, Tammy, Tommy, uh, uh, tweeted something about 21 Savage getting deported oh, back to the UK. British. Apparently. Which you know, he, like, I can kind of see that. Well, the British and Southern accents are so similar. He just sort of, no, they are. <laughs> they I mean, are? they, they the reason the southern accent sounds like that is because of the english settlers like oh. yeah um there's like certain parts have you ever seen that pbs documentary um i speak american no it talks about like the regional dialects and like sure their origins and stuff and yeah um anyways the it's very interesting um i don't have anything for else for that but anyways <laughs> um so cardi b yeah so cardi b and, and tammy larue and um, <laughs> Laroon, right? Uh, she was like talking shit on Twitter about Twenty One, and so Cardi fucking retweeted her like, "Don't make me fucking beat your ass," basically. And then Tammy was like, "Oh, well, you know, I'm a fan of both of you guys," and da 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 da, trying to backpedal, and it was just like, mm, "I hate her." I, you know, she lives here in la it's my oh, wait, fantasy i think i knew that it's my fantasy to run into her my favorite thing that happened on the internet is somebody going up to her to be like tammy tammy can i get a a selfie with you and then mm-hmm. they they are filming it and they go you fucking suck <laughs> <laughs> it's all what i want to do? do i she literally just, just want to like her. follow her with my camera and just be like you're trash oh my god but i think that's She's illegal i'm pretty sure that's illegal there's like a few of these girls now the like super like white girl like there's a few girls who want to be like oh like who i've seen on like twitter and shit imagine i can't why not (laughs) like i don't know i saw this girl like she had a picture of herself like she was in like an american flag bikini and holding like some sort of like semi-automatic rifle and i was just like what the fuck is this like we're very divided right now yeah i also i mean like good for her like i i mean i spend a lot of time on my grandparents ranch and so like i have shotguns and sure. i fucking i'm well i grew up in colorado no so. so many people who own guns yeah. i don't own one but i'm like fucking right far be it for me to tell you you can't own a gun i i just think she's but it's all the How other stuff take that... her seriously i just don't understand yeah i don't know she's a laughing stock <sighs> she's and isn't she like a child basically isn't she like 24 she i think now she's like okay mid-20s well, but yeah yeah she has nothing to say she had like an art <laughs> she had like some debate with like chelsea handler where she was talking about how like obamacare basically like shouldn't exist like aca shouldn't exist and like chelsea was like asking her like okay well what's your in- insurance coverage and she's like well luckily i'm on my parents still because i'm 24 and it's like well that was because of aca you oh fucking my god yeah that's that's really fucked up yeah I hate her. Yeah. What's another thing you wrote down? Oh, the Super Bowl halftime show. <sighs> Did you watch the Super yeah, Bowl? Yeah, I saw it. Listen, we're not as woke as we appear. <laughs> All these crystals Look, laid out and shit. Listen, a money no, tree, like, honey. Can I, can I just say something about my wokeness? Okay. I've been pretty woke for a while. Like, okay. I, yeah, like, right, in, Heather. like in fourth grade, um, this kid, Jesse, was like, Bob Dole should be president. I was like... <gasps> And I, and I basically was like, no, 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 no. Um, I was like one of the only like liberal leaning kids, like, mm. in, cause you know, kids like take after their parents yeah. and I was in a very like conservative school and I was one of the only kids who was like, 
like for Bill Clinton, even though he was already president for four years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I've been woke for a while. Uh. But listen. Uh. Yes, I did watch the Super Bowl. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, what are we to do? Um. It was really bad. I and I and I'm definitely not like pro NFL. I think the NFL is evil. Yeah. Um. A lot of the commercials like kind of like. I was like, wow, look at all these celebrities. Just like, do they have to be in these? Like, yeah. is it like a money thing? Oh, or? I just saw a friend of ours who was in a, a, a Super Bowl commercial. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, I'll write it down. And I texted this person. I was like, girl, I just seen you in a fucking uh, Super Bowl oh, commercial. Really? And she was like, oh, it was non-union. Oh my god! So and does I that mean it was like they just pay she her? Won't like, get, yeah, she got a buyout. She's not going to get residual. A buyout, it, yeah. Which is like the whole reason that you do a Super Bowl commercial so that it plays on Fuck, air for two years. What company was it? You can write that down. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I hope that. Did you see Harrison Ford in an Amazon commercial? I did. I was just like, "Fuck off!" Wait, what is that? It's like a. <laughs> I can't make up the first word. Oh, it's it's. Handwriting Sorry. issues. Oh, oh, okay. Do you know what, them? What is that? They well, they do <laughs> like uh, this. <laughs> they do this. Uh, is it like a technology thing? Can you read this? Oh my god. My oh, pass. okay. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, okay. Actually, in fact, I was gonna buy their product, but now that I know they fucking oh fuck no took money out of my friend's pocket, and I'm like, fuck oh that. man, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but the halftime show. Ew. Um, it was so bad. <laughs> and like somebody Maroon was like, was bad. somebody was like, you guys shouldn't be shitting on the halftime show. Like you should say like uplift things that you like instead. And it's like, who said that? Some fucking comic in the Midwest. And I was like, oh, on Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I was like, you can't say that to me. Prince had an amazing halftime show. Beyonce broke the fucking electricity in the building. Right. Are you kidding me? Yeah. She brought out Destiny's Child. No, the there's fuck? just Katie something Perry so... Katy Perry had a great halftime show when she did it. I've always thought that Adam Levine was so boring. I remember I saw Maroon 5 open for John Mayer, and I believe... Wow, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> what? Listen, yes. what a time. I you know, know the I've, time. I've seen, I know the time. Look, I've seen John Mayer in concert like over 20 times. And Heather. What? What's your favorite John Mayer album? Oh, oh, the whole album? Yeah. It's a great album. I, Continuum is really good. Okay. But still. Room for Squares <laughs> is really good, too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I saw Maroon 5 open for John Mayer in, like, was this, like, 2005, 2006? About right, and yeah. I was just like, you're not good. Like, they have a couple, there are a couple good songs on. They played their Songs hits, about Jane. And we were all, Some like, of the best songs of the, on that album were not singles. Yeah, they played sweetest like, goodbye. Is my songs favorite. on the fucking suit, and it was like, yeah, we all know these, but none of us are like, this is my well, fucking did jam. You read, did you read the New Yorker review of the halftime show? <laughs> I read the, no it was because like I'm scathing. I'm yeah, blocked like, out. <laughs> I don't have a New York Times subscription, digital subscription. No, the New Yorker. Oh no, I didn't read the New Yorker. Um, yeah, no, I. One of the lines was Maroon Five, a very basic pop group from los angeles <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what she went in on i don't know if people can hear that it's a helicopter it sounds like the end of the world it could be uh i welcome it yeah but like the whole thing was like crazy his tattoos are awful um like what was that like i don't even not the helicopter but <laughs> i mean that's his, pretty bad his life choices do you watch the voice no 
it's so bad i like i think, I think it, i've seen like an episode but i think it just takes advantage like all of those like competition shows i'm just like this is just taking advantage of people and it's like so ridiculous yeah. but you know what can i say he sucks the super mm-hmm. bowl sucked the mm-hmm. game was bad it was all bad <sighs> yeah and sorry we're not uh woke enough to not have watched it <laughs> Yeah, well, I was mostly in the kitchen cooking for my man, so I I was very not woke in well, that moment. Good. Yeah, I was busy making hot wings and tachos. Oh, that sounds nice. We grubbed. Um, um, okay, well, the, I guess the last thing I want to talk about is the 20th anniversary of the song No Scrubs. Yeah, you did. Because I sent this. you, this is on NPR, it was on the radio. You don't today. want to talk about Drake's residency in Vegas. <laughs> he has a res- Why does he have a residency in Vegas? Yeah. Is he not question. doing well? Do you remember how they didn't, he didn't play the Super Bowl, but they included snippets from his song anyways yeah let's talk about no scrubs oh which you mean uh sick but yeah. it's it's primarily a travis scott song right it's I, like travis mm, scott featuring drake or mm-hmm. is it right yeah something like that Ugh. but drake was not present right mm-hmm. but drake wouldn't do it right i don't think yeah no like he'd be on the if it didn't look bad drake would do it because most artists right now would not do it because of yeah. colin kaepernick right yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, um, what were you asking? Wait, they don't get paid. Did you know that? I mean, Mar- Maroon 5 said they got paid $500,000, which they donated to charity. Wait, that doesn't make sense because I thought it was unpaid. Mm, I'm shocked. Okay. Well, I hope. Well, what charity? Boys and Girls Club, I yeah, Okay. Well, fine, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an okay charity. Um, listen. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about it. No scrubs. Oh, Yeah. Um, so yeah, I heard this on the radio today and it was kind of interesting because like, I remember when that song came out and like, it was such a big deal and it's still a big deal. Cause I did see TLC a couple weeks ago at this, like, uh, it was like a nineties, like R and B, like throwback concert, thing, concert at the Microsoft theater. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like genuine was on oh it. Oh my God. Um, Drew Hill was on it. Cisco did Somebody the thoughts. <laughs> yeah bell biv and devoe were on it wow it was crazy um yeah but i was just like thinking about the song and i feel like it's kind of like a like a really strong marker of like modern feminism like i feel like it kind of like marks like the start of something like culturally but i don't know maybe that's just in my head i mean no i mean there was definitely some strong feminist uh uh media representations in the late 90s which if you were a young girl during that time you were definitely affected by so like well yeah, yeah tlc no yeah. scrubs but spice girls girl power right because you know because we're the exact same age and i feel like that whole era kind of like shaped like this generation of women who mm-hmm. were like and i don't want to brag madison oh but uh actually like some man i don't know who he is some comic like he of course <laughs> comic in quotes uh. he was like heather you know you um you act like you're some type of important feminist leader and i was like i actually am <laughs> <laughs> you know like i actually believe that i believe that i'm i am an important feminist leader my cat is going ape shit right now why i don't know oh she might be getting high on her own supply over there a little oh, catnip oh. on her scratch post oh i see yeah, get her high. I'm a good uh, mom. To be a cat. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel you on that. Why do you think you're a feminist leader? 
well, because I feel like, okay, because I, I've had, I feel like I've been controversial for a long time. Like, even before I did comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I was very, like, staunchly, like, you know, women are suppressed. I remember getting into an argument with, um, it was this guy my friend was dating years ago. And I, I just remember I got, like, bad juju vibes from him. Mm. You know when somebody, like, you can just tell they're, like, dark inside? And they were talking, I don't know what, we were all drunk at like three in the morning at like Denny's or something. And he made some comment and I was just like, I was like, what did you just say? And it was like something like anti-women. And and I was just like, you know, women are essentially the most oppressed group on the planet. (laughs) I mean, because like women are like more than half of the population. And I feel like misogyny is just still so prevalent, you know? Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, later I found out that she told me that he was like beating the shit out of her, like in private, uh... you know, like, so I knew he was a misogynist. Like I've had like so many, like just conflicts with like men who are like anti-women and mm-hmm. all this sort of thing. And even though my father was like a total asshole, like he kind of like taught me like basically like, basic feminist like tenants like he would because when i was like younger i used to like say i'm sorry a lot you know how women are just like told to Mm -hmm. say like i'm sorry or like you know like Mm -hmm. sorry and he'd be like stop saying that stop saying you're sorry Mm -hmm. you know and like from a young age i've had this like oh i have to like keep rising above Mm -hmm. you know these things and it's still like is a problem but Mm -hmm. i don't know like i feel like like some guys just don't take me seriously and that's fine i don't don't need need their approval no i don't yeah. But yeah, I do feel like I am like pretty outspoken about some things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm a feminist leader. I think you are. I guess in a way, but like, I certainly don't consider. It. <laughs> well, you don't have to say like I'm a like I'm a leader and I'm gonna like do all. This I mean, stuff. I know that like if I really start talking about some shit, that like people jump and move. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I feel like things are, are kind of changing, though, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's been an accumulation of things that have gone on in our lifetime, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Times are changing, dude. <laughs> Something's happening. Um, This felt like group therapy. <laughs> <laughs> With just two people? Yeah. yeah. This is a fellowship, is what they call it in 12-step. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, I, you know, I need to go to Al-Anon. I'm just going to start somehow. Somebody unfollowed me. Fuck. <laughs> what? How do you know that? I do watched you have an the, app? No, I just like, I, <laughs> no, if it goes down one person, I'm like, oh, I Heather, can just tell. What? Why? Is that crazy? A little. I don't but know I when that? people f- unfollow me. I notice when I'm like moving up in numbers. I also set a yearly goal to like gain followers, like yeah. at least 500 to a thousand new followers across all. Oh platforms. man, I have something. I don't know what, what do you think of this person? Don't say anything out loud. Should you write it down? I mean, <laughs> like, I just want to hear what you think of this person uh-huh. because I've talked about this person with some of our friends uh-huh. and we both have the same, we all have the same opinion. Mm-hmm oh yeah <laughs> um, yeah well yeah folks i wish you could see what i written down but, but alas, yeah, it's, alas it'll it's gonna remain a, it'll remain a secret good people you know what i mean want to support know. them want to sure. like see them do well but also yeah there's also some problems. so much stuff <laughs> like, oh, i didn't sign up for this yeah do you even go here i don't <laughs> 
yeah. exactly my thoughts well we should wrap it up so yeah, any anything that it. you uh need to plug or you know plug your social media um yeah i have a i have some cartoons out on um comedy central's facebook you can go check it out um it's part of the saturday morning-ish cartoon series you can tell they're mine because they star black people um <laughs> Uh, that's one thing. And then you can follow me on Twitter at Madison Shepard, Instagram at Madison underscore Shepard. And you know what? If you're a Facebook user, go on and give my Facebook page a like, because I'm really trying to increase my Facebook page likes and I'm not, I don't have quite enough to like transfer all my friends into likes. So here we are. Right. (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no prob. Um, and then yeah, you guys can uh, you know, you know my social media. Please don't unfollow her. It causes her <laughs> a great amount of duress. Did you just see that? May I'm I? not under duress. No, I know. I'm fucking with you. I am. A, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. Uh, yeah, at Fixer Heather, and um, where am I? I'm going to be in San Francisco next week. Oh, after I put this up. Well, it'll be next week when I put this. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah, dates forthcoming. Yeah, dates forthcoming. And I'm going to go see the Winchester Mystery House. I tried to go to that one time. It was closed when I went. I'm so excited for you. It's really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm buying a ticket. Uh, So, yeah, I'm I'm Winchester Mystery House and then stand up in San Francisco. Hell yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a fun ass time. A good time to get out of LA. Oh, we could just keep talking. Yeah. Okay. Well, here it is. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, <laughs>